All right, we're back. ER Nurse Uncensored, episode number six. Hello, how are things? You know, I was thinking about it. This is the end of 2023, and COVID was early 2020. So I guess in a few months here, like the real explosion of COVID was almost four years ago, which feels like a complete time warp. And and the fact that we, excuse me, as practitioners, had to go through that. If you did at the time, you know how much it fucking sucked. And I know at first that we were all a little nervous because there was just so much uncertainty. And then, you know, there were some really sick people for a certain amount of time. But the amount of, like, lingering bullshit that we had to deal with was unprecedented. (laughs) I mean, it just... The why do we have masks on two years later? There's no one that's really sick. And then there was all this, obviously, the political part of it comes into it. And then people were terrified for their jobs, mostly leadership people or those in charge of making these decisions for the facility. And everyone's always just terrified of liability and they don't want to get in trouble. And if one of our people get sick and then they're going to sue us. And that's how it always works. And that's kind of always been the the fear of everyone. And I just feel like that lingering was so long. I mean, I'm not sure where you are, where you're from. But here in Florida, uh, which has been pretty, you know, pretty good about getting stuff done quickly when it came to COVID just because of the political leadership we have here. But we didn't get masks off. I think it was maybe even maybe a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago where we didn't have have to wear it in any clinical area. It was just such a slow peeling back. It was just really, really rough. But anyway, uh, we're so far well beyond that. And God, for fuck's sake, I hope we never have to do that ever again. I can't even imagine the amount of practitioners or nurses or any kind of staff we would lose in the interim if we had to go through that bullshit again. And I'm not even sure how that would work with um, with people trying to keep their jobs and vaccines. And you know, I've always been curious to hear these different stories about people who were forced to take a vaccine and then you know, lost their job because they didn't. Um, and then they got it back. And then people were begging for people to come back because it wasn't a requirement. I mean, what an absolute disaster. But like I said, let's just hope that we never have to do that ever again. Okay, so for today's show, I just had some random notes. And I'm just going to hit on kind of like a couple random subjects, some funny, some not, just on based on things I've observed over the past couple months. Uh, one of them being is, and if you work at a slow facility or if you per diem somewhere and it's slow, um, there's always that perception that someone is going to want to go home early. <clears throat> and I think people have mastered the 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 strategy on how to get out. And I've noticed one trick that a lot of people pull, and it's almost like a patient. You're almost pulling a patient move when you do this. But early on, maybe even be in huddle or within the first, definitely within the first hour, maybe half an hour if you're really aggressive. But within an hour or so, you're going to start to hear some some audible, maybe like a moan or a groan or someone saying, oh, why? What's going on with this? And like, and they're looking at their phone or they kind of hold their back a little bit when they stand up and give a little bit of a, I don't feel good. It's always that that one person that just starts dropping the hints. Oh, you know, my kid was sick the other day. My fucking head hurts. Uh, and it always kind of relates back to the kid. If you don't have a kid, you sort of run out of the excuses early on because it really has to do with you, and you have to really show that this is an individual problem. You can't just blame 
uh, one of your kids, one of your kids are being sick, or you know, oh, they got to go, or this something happened, which is always a great default thing to have, which I don't. Um, but you know, you're fucked that if you're not the first person to jump on this strategy, it's it's the initial planting of the flag that if things go awry and and they start asking for volunteers. I think it's well known now that I am the one that's behind the eight ball here physically, but most likely mentally. And you just don't want to be there. Um, or, I, and I think, you know, if you really are contending to, to go home, I think you have a choice. I think you either have to determine before we even get out of the car in the parking lot, I'm going to drop the hammer early. I don't feel good. I don't feel well. I'm hungover. My stomach hurts. I got a headache. Um, whatever excuse you want to implant, but do it early and just come right out and say it and be like, you know, if, if anyone, if anyone's going to send anybody home, please put me down. I'm, I'm just not feeling it, but I'm going to try to, but, but, but I'm going to try to power through. <laughs> I've got to, you got to, you got to turn it on its head a little bit. I'm going to do the best I can, you know, and we'll see how it goes. But, you know, if you're sending anybody home, I'm ready to go. There are times that you are absolutely blessed beyond, and they go, you know what? Um, probably around eleven ish, when the mids come in, I could I could probably send you home, and then you start to get that. Okay, you've now established the fact that you are the de facto number one. Um, that's a I think that's a good strategy to to go into. Otherwise, you're gonna have to really um, outdo, be a one-upper on the person who's already trying to do this, uh, the, the subtle hints. Um, and the way to do that, I think, and this has kind of been my strategy before, is after huddle, you know, maybe within the first, you know, hour or two, um, appear to be totally fine until that point. And then go directly to the charge or who's ever doing stuff that day and do a one-on-one and just do like a, you know, you know, I, if you're sending anybody home today, I just, I know it's not a big deal, but, you know, I just been feeling a little burnout. I'm just not really feeling it today. And I just, you know, I have a couple of days off coming up and I'm just mentally not here right now. And I know it's a cheap play, but here's a couple of things, a couple of layers that go into it. One is, they're going to think that you're not going to do a good job that day because your head's not in it. Two is there is a certain amount of terrifying liability that comes with a nurse notifying someone of leadership that they're feeling burnout. You got to be careful. Don't go too far. Or just saying, you know, I'm just not feeling it. And I just, you know, I got a couple of days off. You're, you're signaling that I'm going to need some rest mentally from this. And are you playing a card? Sure, you're playing a card. But maybe it's true. But at least you're not trying to be too dramatic. Maybe you are being honest for a little bit, but you're going to have to live with the consequence of when you get back, you're, you can't use that excuse again, probably. <laughs> I think you got, that's a one and done. So keep that one in your back pocket, especially if it's like a Tuesday. And let's say you don't come back until maybe Saturday. So Tuesday around lunchtime, maybe just start dropping the hint like, you know, I've had a couple rough shifts in a row, and you know I've just been haven't sleeping well, and, uh, just, and kind of put your hand on your face and kind of bring it down over your eyes, and 
you know, put a little distress on it. Like I said, don't put yourself into a fucking EAP situation where they're going to start calling people and be like, oh, my God, this person's a mess. Don't do that. Just be subtle. Just like a 3 out of 10. I'm starting to feel it a little bit. It's been a rough couple weeks. You know you don't come back until Saturday. Maybe you can cut me out of here around lunchtime, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. And if they say, sure, you know what? Actually, I can get someone to cover you. I got someone floating right now. There is no better feeling in the world than grabbing your shit and giving a very half-assed report to the next person coming on for you and and walking to the parking lot. There really isn't. Uh, hopefully, you don't find yourself in these situations very often, but if you do, it's okay. Just know you have to play your hand right because if you overplay, then you're going to have to be checking in. They're going to be coming to see you, and you can only use these excuses once or twice. And you, and you can't really do the go-home early you know, on a consistent basis. Uh, for me, I was... I don't know. I was per diem at a couple places, so I couldn't. I wasn't really being monitored by one single person. You know, I was at two or three different hospitals bouncing around, so it was different leadership and different things, and there wasn't really a total accountability for what I was doing all the time. So I was lucky in that sense. But um, yeah, I was able to balance maybe once or twice a month, which is really nice. But just be careful. But these are the subtle little hints you can use. Um, and uh, you know, you know, you're welcome. I'm just trying to pass on some knowledge. Uh, another one recently I've I've noticed is that, and it's kind of a weird subject, but it has to do with the expiration date on on providers. I know we all have people that we work with who are, who are great and they're wonderful, uh, but there are times where certain, especially providers, maybe some nurses, but I'm going to mostly speak about the doctors, where there's an expiration date on them. And the expiration date, could be on a daily basis. Sometimes there are people that I work with at, and it's, it's two thirty, and you know, time's up. The, the 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 bomb is dropping. They don't leave until seven, but Jesus Christ, it's turning into a disaster. The attitude's changing. Uh, the snarkiness is changing. The short temper is kicking up, and this happens on a shiftly basis, and that sucks. And uh, it's difficult to deal with people sometimes when they're they're reaching the expiration date especially on a daily. But there are some providers I've dealt with over the years where they start out doing great and maybe you start to see a little bit of the, the decline in, um, I don't want to say empathy, sympathy, but just sort of overall energy to do the job that they're being paid very handsomely to do. Uh, and they just start to not give a shit. And there's a part of that not giving a shit that I really enjoy but there's also the, dude, we have to get things at least done. This person's been here for six hours. Can we try to discharge them at some point in the next fucking day or two? Those are frustrating. Um, and I think I've always trying to, been trying to figure out the best way to handle that because you don't want to be a nuisance to them because they're already probably having their own internal issues. I've just noticed it to be, and this, has to take, this takes a little bit of confidence on your part, is to take control and sort of take initiative to do the thing that should be done, which is very within reason. Maybe say, hey, um, discharge, uh, you got the paperwork for discharge for seven? Or, hey, I'm going to give Toradol to that lady in six. Or, like, just don't don't ask for stuff just randomly, like open-endedly. I would say try to 
say things that you want to do in a way that just makes them say yes. <laughs> like make it an easy yes for them. Uh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Like they just want to be told something sometimes so you can get the thing done you want to get done. And sometimes you may have, and by the way, don't walk up without some kind of story. When I say a story, I mean like, hey, um, can I do Zofran and 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 morphine, like two morphine for that guy in 12? And I go, 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the belly pain, he's got the thing with the ear. And, and the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Like, just do that. Just sort of take the initiative because then you once you get this ball rolling, you sort of take the pressure off of them a little bit, and which is nice for them because they're probably already, if it's a busy ER, they're already stacked up with maybe 10, 15, 20 patients at once, which is a ludicrous amount of people they should be having as one provider anyway. But start to see where their expiration date is for the day. And if they've already met it in their career, that's going to be a problem overall. But just start to offload their decision-making because they don't want to give a shit. But make the decision-making conducive to what you want. <laughs> like that's, I want to get this fucking person out of here. So I'm going to come to you maybe three times during this shift for this particular patient. Maybe I may come to you five or six times overall. But I'm coming to you with a solution to a problem that I think that we have about this person that I want you to solve. But you're going to solve it by what I say and then we can discharge them quicker or get them upstairs quicker so we can move on to the next thing and get the fuck out of here uh, at a decent time and a decent mental status. So so once again, another little tidbit for those who are maybe just starting out, especially ER-wise. This is more difficult on the floors and things like that, but this is um, you know maybe moderate to, to busy ERs. Um, sort of take advantage of the fact that you can – maybe gain their trust expect a couple times and be like, hey, um, can we do this and this and this? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Once you do that a couple times and no one dies and they don't have to put out any major fires, then they'll probably just they'll start to loosen up with you and you'll and you'll get things done a little bit quicker, which is cool and great for everybody. Um you know, I don't care if it's a patient's fridge only you know, patient sandwiches or whatever it is. And I know every ER is completely different when it comes to how they have their nutrition rooms and their nutrition areas. The standard are, uh, you know, white bread, turkey sandwiches, mustard mayo. Uh, you'll get, sometimes you'll get those uh, Uncrustables. We have a lot of Uncrustables around here. Uh, the orange Gatorades, the regular strength Gatorades too. It has a lot of sugar in it, which I always thought was weird. Uh, ginger ale, diet ginger ale. Uh, you might get an occasional applesauce in there, maybe some milks, maybe some apple juices, orange juices. Those are always around. But then you start to get to the other levels. And I've had them before where they have uh, frozen meals. Um, they'll have uh, cheese sticks, like the string cheese. Um, they'll have different kinds of sodas, You know, a wide variety of coffee, you could say. Um, they've even had, uh, different kinds of, like, I would say gourmet sandwiches, like the roast beef ones with, like, the Havarti cheese and that big, like, Chick-fil-A looking piece of lettuce on there. Uh, you know, and, and obviously chips is always a thing. Maybe you'll get some rolled gold pretzels, the knot style. I don't give a fuck if it's for patients only. I'm grabbing one and I don't give a shit. I'm doing it and I'm going to do it every single time. Because if it's convenient for me, I'm going to grab something and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to hydrate myself 
because you bought that for patients and sometimes the patients don't deserve it. Okay, let's let's talk real here. However, I will, without a problem, grab myself a string cheese, grab myself a Gatorade, and call it a day. It'd be nice. All right, and the last thing, which I think is kind of fun, is uh, the Pixis room and the supply room is an absolute fart box. And I don't care what anyone says. Um, I cannot wait to get in there, unload what can be a really devastating fart. And here's the problem, though. You have to really be sure that no one's coming in behind you. I've had a couple times in my career, I won't lie, where I got into the Pixis room, I got a little tunnel vision, and just you know lifted the right leg up, let it rip, and then within about nine seconds, I had someone coming in, be like, dude, and be like, I'm sorry, 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 my bad. I've tried to stop them. I'm like, don't come, don't come in. Um, and obviously, every Pixis room and every supply room is different. I pre- I prefer the supply room. There's a lot more um, square footage typically uh, to kind of move around, get it aired out. Maybe you could you know flop around a urinal to see if you can get the air moving a little bit easier. But uh, anyone who doesn't do this and you need to hear from someone else, the Pixis room and supply room is just a fucking masquerade of farting. Uh, and it feels great. It really does. Sometimes, sometimes you can be a real devious motherfucker and you can plan dropping a bomb on someone maybe you don't like very much. Uh, you know, you could do that where you know they're going to be going to the Pixis room or maybe they are going to be going to go grab it, grab something. You can run in there, drop it, go out the opposite door if there is one. Um, or just see it, maybe just play it by random, just like leave it as like a like a like a like a landmine. Just let it sit there, and like hopefully the next thirty seconds someone walks in and grabs a piece of that. The other um, real diabolical diabolical option would be to do it into a patient's room. Now I have been known in my career and in the past to do this before. I don't feel great about it, but sometimes I'm pretty proud of myself for destroying someone's um, few moments of life. Sorry, uh, but it needs to be done. If you're an asshole, you're a piece of shit, you've been fucking with me, and i got to go in there while you're sleeping or I've already given you the Ativan or whatever the case may be. Who knows? Um, If I come around the other side of the bed, I'm going to drop a bomb. I'm going to slowly walk around the other side so that way it has maximum coverage, maximum uh, crop dusting has occurred and then I'm going to slowly meander out the door as to not disturb you. And then I'm going to close the door to ensure that whatever foul air is out there is going to stay in there as long as possible. I don't want any route of escape. So <clears throat> be forewarned that, and we're armed, we're armed all the time. We're eating on the run. We're stressed out. You know, like I said, we're, we're, we're already a flawed machine, so be, be on the lookout for some rancid shit because, because we, have, uh, we have terrible guts, we have terrible diets for the most part, and who knows what could fly out of our ass, and it could be real devastating. So um, don't piss off your coworkers because I'm not the only one who's thought of this, but now you have that arsenal if you want it. But like I said, beware of square footage. Be aware of air filtration. 
uh, you know, uh, how, how high is the ceiling in this room? Do we have it? What kind of coverage are we going to get? What have you uh, had to eat in the last, you know, 12 hours? Um, also, you know, kind of a overlooked thing. Don't shit yourself. You know, sometimes you're desperate to, to let one fly. And maybe, just maybe, you might have actual shit come out of you. And then, then what? Then what have you done to yourself? Are you proud of yourself? Are you happy with what you've done? Most likely not. Um, it was a pleasure being back and talking to you. The ER Nurse Uncensored is going to be uh, coming back in 2023, stronger than ever, and uh, more consistent with our schedule. Had some uh, work stuff and personal stuff. Not, and nothing bad, just had to, you know, it's the holidays and shit happens, so it's fine. Um, okay, so we will uh, talk soon. Be well and have a great holiday. And uh, bye. Bye.